Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. <laughs> We're live! Oh my god! Thank you! Yes! I'm so excited! I'm here with Ryan Holtz. Everybody, happy Friday. It's Barb Segment. This is the How To Podcast, and today is on how to start your podcast. And just the background on how we got Ryan Holtz, who is one of the top podcasters on iTunes. He'll tell you how that all happened. And he's won awards for his podcast. And I just love watching everything Ryan does. Uh, but what was funny is I had a lot of people writing me after we set up this studio to pivot virtually. And they were asking me, you know, how to do a podcast. And I thought, well, I should help people and share how to do a podcast and maybe start a podcast. All of a sudden, Ryan Holtz asked me to be his LinkedIn friend. But he didn't just ask me to be his LinkedIn friend. You left the most beautiful voicemail. Yes. You were like, every voice was like, hey, Barb, how you doing? I was like, whoa. So I did a voicemail back. Yeah. And I asked you to be on the show. And here we are. And what did I tell you on the voice message at the end? I said, you better reply with a voice message. Because I said, there's no way you're going to put speaker in your profile and then give me some sort of text-based reply. So I already set an expectation right off the hop, right? And then I had to, <laughs> I had to up you one by going, get on the video with me. And that yeah. is voice stuff. And here we are. And I Got just am so excited. How is Edmonton <laughs> today? What's it like there? How's the weather? Well, I have two homes. So I live in uh, in Alberta 50% of the time and in BC 50% of the time. So right now I'm in my home in Fairmont, British Columbia. It's uh, absolutely beautiful here. It's all mountains. The bears are getting hungry, trying to go into hibernation. Uh, the kids are enjoying outside. And this is kind of our, our creme de la creme place. It's kind of our... Are, I call it, you know, this is the cockpit. This is the HQ of, of where everything goes down. You can step outside. You don't hear any noise. And all you look at is beautiful mounds. And it really sets the, the brain straight. So it's Friday. And I'm happy. But Monday's my Yay. favorite day. But I'm, I'm happy it's Friday too. Well, Monday's a good day because you can crack out a whole bunch of stuff. Don't make too many plans for Monday because everybody wants you on Monday. One, like, well, I always say if you if you kick uh, Sunday in the ass so bad, Monday's <laughs> going to ask Tuesday to switch places, right? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so your iTunes podcast, yes. you do everything. I've seen you interview actors, sports athletes, do co-hosting with your fabulous funny wife. You've had guests on. I, sometimes you just speak from your heart. So yeah. what's interesting is, uh, you know, how did you come up with this concept? Because it's not, it's not you know, one theme. Uh, and yet you blend beautifully from things that just clearly come from your heart and it's something you're feeling in that moment. Uh, you know, I loved your dedication to Floyd mm. George. I love uh, everything that you've done. I've just, you know, so moved by that. So how did, how did this happen for you? What, what, what was the impetus for you to go, I've got to go and be a voice? It's, it's interesting because, you know, I've always uh, believed in entrepreneurship. And, and before entrepreneurship was sexy, where you've seen all the Gary Vaynerchuks and, and entrepreneurship became rock stars. And I always looked at entrepreneurship for me as a way out, as a way to really control my destiny. I come from extremely humble beginnings, and I talk about my story all the time on the podcast. You know, my mom was a single mom. She passed away when I was 13 years old, and I virtually had no parents 
from 13 till 18. Behind me, it's more than a studio. It's my I am enough wall. So there's mementos on this wall that basically, if I have self-doubt, bring me back. So you'll see a football helmet. That was when I played football. Football, I started at 13, thank goodness, because I had a lot of rage inside myself at that time. You know, losing my mom, 13-year-old boy, imagine, you know, puberty, yeah. going through all kinds of emotions and you know, and you don't even know what you know at that age. Like I look back at myself and I'm like, Ryan, you don't even you didn't even know that at that time, you know, until you got a little more matured. And, uh, you know, I really said, Ryan, like you're screwed, man. You didn't get left any money. You're not inheriting anything. Your your mom taught you really great fundamentals and love. Um, and that's really all the currency I had to go on, which to this day is all I ever need or needed. That's right. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I started, uh, I played football and I wanted to play pro, pro football. I could have did it. I, I kind of went along those lines. And then I really started thinking at 23 when I made the decision, I said, you know, Ryan, how much are you going to make? Because I really wanted to make an NFL team. I went out to some combines and I thought, you know, this isn't going to happen for you. So if you come back and play CFL, no knock on the CFL, but you ain't making nowhere near the money that you're making in NFL. And so I had to say, what do I want to do? I really want to bang up my body this much. Uh, mm. To make, you know, like, I, I'll never forget. I, I would see, like, my favorite running back in the CFL, and he was working at, like, CIBC Bank as a financial planner. And I was like, so, you, dude, you still got to do another job? And you're killing your body? And at that point, I said, no, I, I have to start a business. And I started a, a website design and online marketing company at that time. Um, and that's where I just thought, if I work for somebody, how long is it going to take me to get to where I need to go with these annual raises? And I always bring up the insurance job I had because at that time, I think I was like 20, I want to say I was like 21 or 22 years old. I had a, a side gig as an insurance job. I was making $31,000 a year, which I thought I was the man because I had a business card. My first ever business card. So I'm like, this is awesome. I busted my butt for 12 months. I went in for my annual review and my boss said, Ryan, I'm so happy we're going to raise your, your salary to $33,000 a year. And I thought, oh, my God. Inflation, yeah, two thousand dollars. Yes. So long story short, I said, okay, I got to open up my own business, and you know, through opening up my own business with my marketing agency, we did really cool campaigns where we got featured alongside Barack Obama by Twitter, alongside Coca Cola for some of the initiatives that we did, and from that, it gave me a lot of publicity in mainstream media. So I did a lot of TV, radio, and magazines, and I really thought, oh my gosh, if I would have known this, I probably would have took journalism in school. Because it That's really tied, yes, crazy. it tied up all my skills. And I said, man, I love yeah. to talk to people. I'm very curious. I like to do research. I love to push, you know, the envelope. You know, I don't mind if people want to get upset with me or, or they want to cry. We can do it all today, you know, like, and I love the emotion behind it. Right. And uh, fast forward into where we are now. And I said, what would be the best medium? And I actually thought, I, you know, I had some offers to have like my own radio show or a TV show. And I thought, Ryan, you're a digital marketer. This mainstream media is not doing so well. Like, this is not where the eyeballs are going. The eyeballs are going into digital. So, yo, what would be the best vehicle for you to use your voice and combine everything? And this podcasting thing came up. And everybody who's listening, the one reason I chose podcast was it's passive consumption. So I don't want people to have to view my content and it interrupt their life. I want them to be able to do the dishes, fold their socks, you know. Just a sec. I'm going to go do my laundry. I'll be yes. <laughs> yes. Go get a Manny Petty. <laughs> and you can listen to everything, you know, while, while you're doing it and still multitasking. 
And I think the podcast really sets that up for that. And uh, I just thought, you know what? I don't have to deal with a producer. I can say exactly what I want and I can be extremely unfiltered. That being said, you're right. I don't have a specific niche I follow. Of course, entrepreneurship, lifestyles, you know, Mm self-improvement. But I tell everybody and everybody listening, pick one or two words in which you're going to wrap everything around. So my two Hmm. words are, one is provoke. It's on my show cover art. And the other word is curiosity. Provoke, Mm. provoke. I don't, I love to provoke. Provoking gets somebody to actually think. Provoking gets people to turn off autopilot and become real humans. Be present. Yes. George Bernard Shaw said it best. The reasonable man adapts himself and woman to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable person. Right. So going into the word. You know, you're right. Right now during COVID. Yes. We're watching watching businesses shut down. We're watching hardship with with the economy. We're watching, you know, fam, all kinds of hard things and resilience and being able to to pivot. It reminds me of, you know, Marcus Aurelius said, Mm. doesn't matter if it's 40 years or 40,000 years. Mankind's the same. Humankind is the same. So you have to adapt because guess what? What happened two years ago is not this life now. And if you know, we're not ready to adapt, we're going to be left behind. You know when they say, You'll you know, in the, in the stock market, you have a market correction because finances, you know, everything hits the home prices and everything. I love to look at COVID-19 as a human correction. Everybody's dirty laundry's coming out. Everybody's insecurities. Everybody's confidences. Everybody's everything. You know, you have, I love it. Like even in my business, I would have, I call them, you know, I don't want to say dinosaurs, but, you know, my older, beautifully more uh, fertilized human beings that are over the age of 70. And I have uh, one gentleman as a client. He's like, Ryan, I will never touch this technology crap. I've been in this industry and business too long. I don't want to do it. I'm Skyping and Zooming with him and he's killing it. And he said to me. Right. How do we help people move forward? So we have a lot of people who want to start podcasts that are watching today or will watch later. Some people wrote me and said, look, I can't watch it now, but I want to watch it later. So we'll be live on our Facebook page. I know you're recording too. So first step, what's the first thing you would tell someone who's come to you and said, Ryan, I love your podcast. I want to start one. Uh, Where do I begin? What's the first thing I should do? I know you have six cameras. I mean, you've really built up to something really exciting, Ryan. So where Correct. does someone that's just beginning start? What kind of software should they use? Like what, what, where do they begin? Well, the good news about that is everybody who's listening after this, give them my contact info. I can send them a free PDF. It goes through all my gear. I call it a gear bag. So I literally have links to Amazon for everything that I have. Oh, thank um, you. you can start as little as, you know, you can buy a microphone for 50 bucks and an ATR. People get too glammed up in the equipment. They got to go back and do this first. Don't create a mm. podcast, create a cause. Okay. The Beautiful. podcast is just Don't a conduit. Don't create a podcast, create a cause. That is really powerful. 100%. So behind the cause. That's 100%. Where your comes from. You've won, you won the People's Choice Award for, for that. For, for the Buy Blacks magazine for best black hosted podcast in Canada. Yes. And, you know, and that's, thank you. But, and that's another thing, right? I mean, 97% of podcasts, when they start, they don't make it past episode seven. And the reason that is, is they don't think about it as a business. And I started my podcast, but I also have my other company. 
So my other company paid for my podcast, but I created the podcast as a passion project. And technically my podcast has been up, you know, two, three years, but the first 10 episodes I shot, I let it sit for like a year and I didn't do anything with it because I got busy. And then I just thought, where do I want to take this? Um, And, you know, going back to your first. When was that moment that you, since it sat for a year, when was that moment that you got turned on, switched on, and you said, I am addicted? Because now you love it. Like, it shows. Love you it. Are, you love say it. yes. You you jump in. You are there. I see the love energy it. and the cause. But when did you get switched on? What was that day that you went, oh, my God, I love this. Start publishing them. Get them out. Everybody, these are great shows. What was that moment? You know, I had a conversation with my wife, and my wife said, Ryan, you, you know, you were going to start this show, and you left it at episode 10, and... What are you doing with it? And I and I do. I, as a father, I think of my kids, you know. I, I hate the saying when they say, when parents say, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Are you crazy? Your kids are your kids are watching your every move. Do as I do. If you want to be a great example, close your mouth and do. That's my opinion. Don't talk about doing. If you're not doing, do it. So my wife held me accountable and she kind of said, it wasn't like, you know, I'm an accountable person, but she she kind of brought it up and was like, well, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? And she's like, I think this would be something very good for you to do. And I said, oh, I, I'm really confused as to what direction I want to take it. And I kept going down this one question, which now people are pushing it out. And I do disagree with it. They said, find a niche, find a micro niche. I think hmm. I disagree with that statement 100%. Okay. Ryan Holtz, Barb, is it Barb Stegman or Stegman? I don't want to pronounce your name. It's Stegman, but it's my ex-husband's name, so you can say it any way you want. Okay, Barb. So Barb, if Barb, <laughs> if I said to Barb, Barb, pick one thing that you're about. Mm. I, you're so diverse. You're so multifaceted, right? So I, right. I, So my wife says, Ryan, you don't have to pick. You love health. You love cognac. You love uh, talking about psychology. Maybe you want to get some psychiatrists on your on your podcast. Yeah. You love you love this is how we do it. Montel Jordan, '90s hit. Bring him on your podcast. You love Oprah Winfrey. Let's get her. Let's get her uh, her her life coach Tim Story on the podcast. Nice. You know? And the one guy that I absolutely love and I got to give him full credit for is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan brings on absolutely everybody. And I mean, now, you know, people are talking about politics and I don't care about the whole politic thing, but Joe Rogan is a master at being able to sit down and chop it up with anybody from all different walks of life. And that for me really resonated because I said, this guy built something extremely special. He, to me, is the number one, he's number one podcaster in the world, hands down. Um, And he's not. That really inspires me because I, uh, you know, I started this, I call it how to. Just 100%. when people want to know how to, how to run for office, how to have a podcast, how to start a social enterprise, yes. how to become a speaker. Just because so many people ask me questions and I, yep. I feel badly when I, I don't have time to answer them. I thought, why not create something where I can actually help people? So it is just like you said, it's not niche based. It's not perfume. It's not my book. It's not social enterprise. It's stuff that people want to learn about but, so let's but, bring in the best but Barb, as I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you right now what if i said barb tell me what it is about your hair what, what do you like about your hair barb what about your aviator glasses why do i see those glasses in every photo barb how come i see the word love like even though it's how to i'm like but i want to know you as a human 
And if I'm yeah. listening to you and we're listening to a podcast, we're going to connect on a human basis. Absolutely. I cannot, I cannot tell you how many people send me messages from the podcast or email say, Ryan, I came in because I seen you and your wife were talking about food. But man, I left with some inspiration on how to start a business or why I shouldn't start a business. Yeah. And that to me. wife has a foodie uh, thing. You guys are really funny together, actually. Yes. So, really good chemistry. What's her food thing? Tell us about her food blog because the, the pictures were delicious. So my, my wife is in the uh, rehabilitation field. She's had her own business for 12 years. She's My wife is superhuman, um, but she literally is uh, a side gig uh, chef. She's absolutely amazing at cooking. And she has an Instagram page called Food for Love 99. And she just posts pictures of the food that she cooks. When I met my wife, I I, I wouldn't say my my relationship with food was not one of passion. It was I got to eat. So I got to (laughs) eat. I got to eat to survive. And then I'm moving on to the next item of the day. Um, But my wife would sit down and she's like, oh, my God, look at this spinach. Look at, I'm like, spinach? Like, if you can make spinach sound sexy to me, like, we're getting married. We're getting married right now, right? And and she started talking. But what she did with food for me that I love so much is she gave food and she told the story behind food. So that's where, again, for me, my whole life, curiosity provoke. I love the story behind things. You you started Seven Virtues, got into Sephora. I could care less about that. I want to know when you were pulling out your hair and you were like, I'm going to do something that's going to be absolutely massive. Yeah. And the story behind it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and so my wife, again, you know, great storyteller uh, and very, very creative uh, when it comes into the kitchen and, and it's true creativity. Wow. Well, I think you have great chemistry. It's really fun to see you both together. I love your Instagram too, your kids, just the exchange. Okay, so we had some questions. Yes. Uh, A friend of mine wanted to know uh, about music rights. Do you know anything about that for for podcasts? Of course. Sure, because they're not sure if they use it, how long. Yeah, so so music rights, uh, there's there's a a site called Epidemic Sound that has uh, fantastic music. Um, but we call it royalty-free music, meaning uh, this is music that is licensed by creative people all the time. Like you can get royalty-free uh, music for free on YouTube by literally typing in royalty-free, and you read in the description, wow. and the creator will say, "Hey, no problem, use my music, but uh, maybe give me a shout out in the show notes." So even on my right. podcast, and I also like to support indie indie artists because right? you know somebody's creating a really cool lo-fi beat or something like that. And I use in the podcast. I want to draw attention and say, "Hey, if you." You need a beat like go go hang go check go check out my guy on youtube and he'll set you up so type in royalty free music for podcasts and and you're good to go again barb everybody because i knew i was going to do this today and just to give context this is the first interview i've done in terms of how to do podcasts right so i thought about how can i maximize value for barb's audience so i create a whole pdf goes through the music goes through the equipment it's totally free. All somebody has to do is text me, email me, and I'll send them the PDF and we're good. So a lot of these questions, they'll have a nice resource for. It's very generous of you. Okay, so I'm blown away by the look of your, I mean, you inspired me. This is my second podcast interview. Correct. And I said, oh my God, I have Ryan Holtz on. I've got to have his name. <laughs> I was trying to do that. My son, I was like, Victor, get up here, figure it out. <laughs> comes up very quickly we, we put it up very quickly but we didn't know how to do that and yeah so yeah I was like, well, yeah I got, a, I got a ryan Holt coming up. because you are 
your podcast has all kinds of bejazzle, bejuzzle, like it's all, you've got like words coming across and you've got snippets of film showing, I wanted to like show a bit of one of your podcasts. I don't know how to do that yet. Like yeah. how do you, you have this really magical, and I know of course you've been at it for three years, I've been at it for three weeks, but how do you do all that beautiful video interlay, the guest, the, uh, we learned how to do the names, uh, uh, the words coming across. So if somebody's, you know, turned off the volume, they can watch. I'm very thoughtful, very, very thoughtful, very context driven. Uh, it feels like a full show. Uh, yes. on your, I wouldn't even call it a podcast. It's a show. It's a show. And I wish I could show right now a clip of your show. Sure. I'm going to learn that because that's why I'm asking. How do you do that? Is that post-edit? My husband Yes. Thought, is it? Okay. Okay. So tell me about this because it's magical. Well, it's interesting because as you're talking about it, so podcast technically started about almost three years ago, but just remember, Barb, just like everybody else listening, didn't touch it for two years. So all this stuff, all this successes came in the last one year, but wow. what you're saying is... It's funny because as we're talking and we're listening and people who listen to this down the road, I'm almost trying to like my podcast is is under the context of uh, you're there's some creepy person in the corner and they're witnessing two friends talk and they're just like, oh, my God, I don't feel like this is a podcast. This is just Barb and Ryan talking. So as we're talking right now. I'm trying to hit your psychological mind with some visuals. So when you talked about, hey, and Ryan's podcast. People. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 you overlay a little video of some guy or some person sitting in a corner. And, and people, it's funny. They don't realize they love it, but they do because they're like, oh, that makes sense. Right. But to answer your question, uh, subtitles, those are the little words you see as people are talking. Right. Um, that's all done in post. Uh, I, I, uh, Back again when I was 24, I had a video production online marketing company. So I know how to professionally uh, produce and edit videos. It's a bad use of my time because it's very time consuming. And I hated doing it after I sold my last company. And it's funny how life works because your skill sets are evergreen, you know. Uh, and that's why I tell everybody, invest in a skill. Don't don't buy a car. Invest in a skill, period. The skill From will the pay you 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> I never sold cars. I just marketed them. Yeah, I just marketed them. Um, but that all happens. We use a, an editing software called Final Cut Pro. Um, okay. And Final Cut Pro is, you know, you could shoot a full-blown Hollywood movie and edit it on that software. It, it sounds, you know, very aggressive for people, but it's very easy. There's lots of free, um, you know, headliner. People can write this down. Headliner, you can pull in a video. It will do subtitles for you. Kind of an automated wow. system, very much, uh, you know. But for me... Again, you you hit the nail on the head. I said, Ryan, I called it the Reinhold Show podcast, but I also called it in my mind, the Reinhold Show goes anywhere the world goes down the road. So podcasts aren't cool. You know, that's why we're like, okay, let's get on YouTube because we got to make video based. If YouTube and podcasting's not cool, content's always going to be cool. So where, right. where where can I put my catalog on? So where that, do you put your content? So someone can go to your website. Where yep. else can we find your content? Because I want to ask you, first of all, iTunes. How did you get on iTunes? How did you get your podcast on iTunes? Well, iTunes, you just simply submit your podcast. They, you know, there's a certain set of requirements. And then once you meet the, you know, show art requirements and all that, they'll basically approve your podcast. And there's something called a feed. So it has to feed from somewhere else. So you have to have a hosting company. Libsyn is okay. a great hosting company. 
and they'll basically host where your files are and then that's how when you listen to it on your phone it has to pull from somewhere so it's pulling okay. from a server and they're specifically made uh for uh podcasts and you know again with the podcast so it's on youtube and youtube just remember there's psychology in a lot of this right when mm-hmm. you push out a podcast or you or you start to publicate it and, and once one one thing i would say to people is don't Everybody gets so jammed up about the audio on a podcast because it's an audio podcast. But YouTube is the second largest search engine that's owned by the first, which is Google. And for me, I didn't go YouTube first when I started. I I went audio first. Now, my whole strategy is different. I go YouTube first. That has to go on YouTube. Then I chop up all the videos. That That gets used for social media. And then the audio goes into Spotify and iTunes, right? Wow. So... You know, distribution is something we have to talk about too on this on this show. Is that if YouTube one day comes and says, "Hey, man, Ryan, I don't like you anymore. You're done. I'm done. I I mean, I lost all my audience. So, fifty percent of my listeners listen to my show on my website that I own, right? So this is why, yeah, because I'll go to my iTunes and I'm like, we got you know 109, 110 uh, reviews, but to me, I feel like it should be more. But then I'm like, well, wait a second, Ryan you're actually directing 50% of your listeners to stay on your website. And then I'm trying to get email addresses so that we can build, you know, a relationship. I don't spam anybody or anything, but you know, people are like, they actually mentioned it to me because they said, Ryan, is there an email list we can get on so that at least, you know, every, you know, Monday when your podcast drops, you know, it'll drop into our inbox. And I said, Oh yeah, sure. I guess I should do that. And it's funny how right. your audience your audience starts conditioning you, right? That's right. Because they're like, they'll well, they'll tell you what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're like, That's man, you got thing, like, where's right? your call to action, man? Like, you're, you, I know you don't want to so come funny. across salesy, but they're like, you're doing like zero, like do something. And I'm like, because you know, and people can attest to this. You know, I'm like, I don't like bugging people. I've never been that way. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want our first interaction to say, hey, Barb, I want to sell you something. You know, right. I, I never want well, that. I remember my first interaction with you and it was so blessed. It was this lovely <laughs> voice saying, Hey Barb. And I was like, Oh my God. And pushing me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I'd never done a voice. And I was like, Oh, there's a little icon. I could take a few seconds and, and then ask Ryan to come on my show. That I don't have yet. <laughs> I don't have yet. Let's create a show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We are a few weeks later, but you have such a talent at, at reaching out to people and it's really warm and friendly and beautiful. And you gave me the confidence to, to do this. And I'm learning from you and I know everybody watching now and later on will learn. And I love that you said, it's not just the subject. It's gotta be more than that. You know, we've learned about your wife, your kids, we've learned about your background. You know, I was raised by a single mom too. And I think that makes us resilient. You yes. know, we come from different backgrounds, but I know humble roots. We were on welfare. And, you know, I learned one really important thing in life is that no one can judge you. Yes. No one. No yes. one. No one gets yes. to judge me ever. Yes. yes. And that's really led me that someone's gaze, as Sartre called it, the gaze, when someone looks at you with that judgment, you decide if that gaze is on you or not. And it's I choose not, it's it none of not. your business, though, Barb. It's none of your it, business what people it. think about you. Right. It's none right. of our business. Right. Now, right. And, and, and the important thing is to protect your joy. Yes. Your joy. I think there were some gifts. I think there were real gifts in the skill set of learning and humble roots. 
that knowing that you are you. And I'll, I meet so many people that are stuck. They're worried about what someone thinks about them because they've had no hardship. Yeah. Hardship oh God, there you is. Can't, you can't stop and worry about what someone thinks about you. Do you, you know what the root of? There. Do you know what the root of passion is? What's the root of passion? Suffering. Yes. When we deconstruct passion, it always comes back to suffering. And it's all interpretation of suffering. How do we, how did you and I get so blessed that we saw, and you said it right off the top. I mean, God bless you. You lost your mom at 13. Uh, you were, you were on your own and yet you saw the good. And I feel that way too, but I, I don't understand why I get to be this way because I know a lot of people who've gone through the same hardship and they're not okay. And I always think about how, how can we lift our brothers and sisters up? How come we got to be so fortunate to just be happy? It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of interesting. Let's bring up something funny. Usain Bolt, right? Usain Bolt literally publicly says he sleeps 50% of his day so that he can let the training on his body take effect. Okay. So Usain Bolt, somebody could say, hey, he's genetically blessed. Okay. But it's been debunked scientifically that people are genetically blessed in certain in certain areas. The only thing that we have is work, is attitude, and the lack of ego. Get your ego out the door. Mm -hmm. Ego is the thief of joy, period, yeah. Uh, yeah. is to look inside yourself and ask yourself the hard questions. If somebody sends me a hateful comment, I react like this. You know what, Bob? Thank you for your comment. Um, I want to let you know that I want you to keep listening to my podcast because I know you have some things going on in your life. That is not good. And and I want you to get to a better place. And then Bob might fire back with, fuck you. Because now I upset him even more. But we know Bob isn't happy in his life. We know. And, and we, Bob is creepy. <laughs> and I'm like, Bob, get in the corner with the other creepy person and watch Barb and I talk so that maybe there's some things that you can pull for yourself. Right. But th this Love. this is where I'm going. Yeah. So it's. It's, you know, you know, people who are who are trying to kind of steal happiness from other people are not happy themselves. So people. So let's say if you're the person that somebody's trying, you know, is, is being attacked, you can reply with two ways. You can get really hateful and use your ego and battle back and say, you know, screw you and look at who I am. Or you can go the humble, more confident route and say, hey, I, know, I understand that person's going through something right now. And. You know, I've actually turned some really bad conversations into some really blessful friendship conversations to this day. Out of that friction comes and, joy and love, and right? And, I, and I'll tell you, I've had the people literally tell me even to this day, they're like, Ryan, I just, I can't believe I was, I acted that way towards you. It was, I feel Aww. so bad about that. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I love this because I'm like, if, if we could all do this as humans, you know, we see what's happening with, you know, Black Lives Matters and all these things in the States and COVID-19 and all this hate and all this nastiness that's being spewed into the world. And yes, I'm never going to take away from history and the books and what's happened. There's been nasty, bad, terrible things happen and those don't just go away. But if we keep going back there, we are never going to go forward. Go forward. I don't think we should ever forget our history. I think history right. is extremely important. But, you know, we're living here now. You have a one in seven trillion chance of being born. Take your life and do something with it. It's That's a it. gift. You matter. It. It's a yes. gift. Yes. Yeah. You know what? That's so beautiful. I have one little quote that I want to share with you. I say Please. it. Please. 
say it to my kids since they were little. It's Marcus Aurelius, one of the greatest soldiers. He wrote the meditations. He led through war and strife. He said, when you wake up, be prepared to meet the angry, the lost, the jealous, the jaded. Now lead. Oh, what, uh. you're surprised? That's life. That's part of the course. <laughs> that if you don't like it, go in the corner in the fetal position. But if you want to live your blessed life that you were given, yes. be prepared to yes. meet the angry, the lost, the jealous, the jaded. Now yes. lead. Give it no energy. It has yes. nothing to do with you. And 100%. you meet people, he said, they have ghosts around them. Yep. They talk about what someone said about them. That's a ghost. You don't want to be that person. That yes. has nothing to do with you, right? No, no. And you want to dial in. You know, there's there's people like Robin Sharma, you know, the 5 a.m., uh, you know, club. His yeah, book, he's you know. The, Scotia. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a fantastic, fantastic person. You know, he talks about that setup of the day, you know, and, and really trying to, to get onto that. There's there's a lot of great stuff going on in the world. You and I are talking from opposite ends of the country, and we're doing it with ease with technology and the internet. Okay. Think about the internet and technology, how many opportunities it's afforded. But it's just like anything else, it's a tool. So humans can use the tool for good, or we can use the tool for bad. Think about all the people doing their laundry right now. Listening there you to go. Us. There you go. I mean, we've, we've made that experience much more joyful. I always like, you know what I, you know, the first thing I think of, though, even when I talk to people, it's even since I was a kid and I, I'm a bizarre person and everybody knows about us. I've talked about this publicly. I've been obsessed with feet since the age of 13 years old. Feet? Did you say feet? Feet. So much that my business card is an actual sock. So oh, my it's gosh. A, so, so, so 13 years old. I would always wonder, how come this person doesn't take care of their feet? Why, why do their feet look like grenades? You know, why do their toes look funky? You know, do you see the shoe? I see your shoe. Do you see my shoe? <laughs> I see the shoe in the back. I see the stiletto. I see the black I one. I got the shoe on a shelf. I got the. Anybody else? Yeah, no, no. I know, I know, and I gotta send, I gotta, I gotta send you my business. I gotta send you the business card sock. It's a men's sock. I'm your twin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm obsessed with feet. So I'm like, I think for me, I, I always wonder because, and people don't talk about a lot of this stuff. I'm like, I don't care. If somebody has, you know, somebody told me one day because I, I love my suits and stuff like that a lot of the time, but I also love my my you know urban chic Euro style. And I'm like, I find it fascinating on dress code because there's a very, one of the wealthiest person, people I ever met. He said to me, Ryan, we're standing in this net, in this event, this like speaking thing. He says, you know who I know who the brokest person in the room is? I said, how? He says, the best dressed. Interesting. And I was like, really? He's like, no, no, I'm telling you. He's like, it's, he's like, I'm not saying that if you dress nice, you're broke, but he's like, I, I need to see some range. I want to see some range. I want to see you in a t-shirt. I want to see you in a ball cap. I want to see you in a set of jeans. I want to I want to see you just maybe disheveled a bit like you just worked out. Like I want to see the humanity. Cuz yeah. like when I do business with people, I try to engage their their authenticity and what they're actually showing me, not what they're trying to show me. Mm, that's beautiful cuz then you can see through things. And then yes. of course, people who like to write Wear their hearts on their sleeve, or their. So there was, neck. there was. I remember meeting him twice. The first meeting, tailored suit, looked f- fantastic. The second meeting, couldn't shorts and a shirt. Like he just finished. Like it was. And he, and he's then being he, real. The first, he's being the first, real, right? No, I mean, the first thing he said situations. to me though was, he's like, I, I tossed you up, didn't I? I threw, I threw, I threw a ball. I threw, I threw a hard ball at you. I wanted to see how you'd react to everything. 
And I, you know, it, it, again, right? It's it's just really trying to understand what makes people tick and 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 the things that they don't show, right? Okay. And you I just like I tell you, cute. Uh, Blair O'Brien Nichols is watching from uh, California and he's an agent and he said that you've just inspired me to do my laundry. (laughs) You know, you're doing some big things today. We're helping people get through their day. That's wonderful. Do your laundry. Thanks, Blair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you said Monday's really busy. Is that the day you drop your podcast? Is that what you're saying? Is that when it goes on uh, online? Do you have a certain time or day? Because a lot of people ask, you know, when's the best time? Like, I don't even know if Friday at noon is a good time because I know everybody's getting ready to go drinking or make dinner or do whatever. What is the best time? There must be something, too, that I know on Instagram and social media. They always say, you know, Friday at noon is a good time. So... I have no idea what applies to the pod. Or maybe there are no rules. I, no, I, the pod. No, the podcast. I mean, you can drop it any day you want. I mean, I like. I try to. I try to keep it on a certain day. I've been very tardy and bad on that. Your cadence tardy does. And bad. Yeah, tardy your, and your, bad. yeah, your your cadence does matter. On on average, I'm putting out four a month, once a week. I'm gonna start increasing that to two a week, which is eight a month. Um, and I, you know, I pick a day. Usually, I, you know, it comes out on Sundays, Mondays. But sometimes when there's current events happen or something happens, I'm like, no, I got to drop this podcast right now. And I kind of use the podcast as a, as a live diary, too, because there will be a thought that comes through my head. I have a uh, I have a I use Evernote. I love that app. But I have What's a it called? What's it called Ever- again? Evernote. 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 Fantastic. E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. Correct. Correct. And how do you use this? How does Ever- this work? Well, Evernote, it's just for my own note taking. So some people use their notes app on iPhone. I love Evernote because, you know, it goes right. across all platforms on like, you know, laptop and all that. But um, I have a folder in there. It's called Brain Relief because for me, I got so many ideas, you know, going through my mind, you know, every single hour. And the good ones, I know they're good, but I'll forget them like 60 seconds later. So I drop the idea in. And if it's really good, sometimes I'm like. You know what? I put in a ty- I put in a little folder that says podcast topics for future. Now, at the same token, you know, I might not feel that same topic the way I did in the moment. So I'll just do a podcast right there right. If, if I'm if I'm right. available. Um, but no, it doesn't matter when you chop when you when you drop them. But everybody creating a podcast. Okay, it's one thing to book the guest. That's a that's an art in itself. Done. Right? Patrick with David took me eight months to get on my show. Right. And 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 like a video on Instagram once a week. I try not to be stalkerish or creepy, but, you know, yo, what's up, Pat? How you doing, man? You know, hey, Pat, your voice, your voice is so great. Pat, I see Pat. I seen your shoes, you know, man, like I would talk to this guy like he's just he's just my friend. And on the third video, he was at the Bellagio. He was at the Bellagio or something like that in Vegas. And he turns around. He's like, dude, I got to tell you, your energy is incredible. Another thing, here's a pro hack for people. If you want to get somebody on your show, don't mm-hmm. just send them an email and a boring direct message. Video message and audio message. Because people want to know, what am I getting for my time? So if you say, hey, if, if Barb says, hey, Ron, I need an hour of your time. The first thing I'm going to look at is you're online. I want to see what the heck is going on. And then I want to see your energy. Because if you open up the show and you're like, Hi guys, my Hi. name's Barb. It's and not today, much of a tale, but it's we're mine. gonna talk about how you should, you know, shoot yourself in your ear because this is terrible, right? Like, I need someone. It's like, hey, Ryan, I want to talk about the fact that I heard you on Barb's show and you love feet. 
First of all, my feet are 11 out of 10. Okay, the petty's on point. But let's take it a step further. I know this really great podiatrist who sees feet all day long. And boy, does he or she have some great tips. Right? I'm like, holy smokes, we are totally booking this in. Because you got to sell why you should give me your time. So that's first. Second of all, you have to market the show. You've seen my clips and stuff, right? Mm. It takes time to produce those. And then... You see, you see my comments. You see that I go in and actually respond to people's comments. And I don't just say 100 thumbs up. I get into some, hey, Barb, tell your beautiful husband and your son, I, you know, they're awesome. And, you know, send some of that seafood over from Nova Scotia because last time I was I in New Brunswick. I need your Br- address. I'm sending you perfume. Yeah, last time I was in New Brunswick, you know, I literally took a box of that seafood and I put it through the airport. And I, I swear people were going to jack me and try to, I got offered money. That stuff was like, yeah. when you bring the seafood, gold. you know how, oh, it's gold. It's solid gold. So, so, so those are the, the types of things that you have to think about of starting a podcast. But again, don't start a podcast, start a cause and start, start a, a cause. show. Okay. Uh, we have a question for you. Sure. From Bev, Ket- Bev Ketty starting a new podcast and wants to know how to market it tastefully. The okay. subject matter uh, can be around some, you know, heavy issues. So they don't want to sound like they're sitting around discussing heavy issues that have affected families drinking wine. Sort of, you know, and, and, and I guess that's that's instinct, I would say. But do you have any advice on when you're dealing with you know, heavy issues? I mean, obviously, it's your motives are key. Why you're doing course, it should be from course. a place of concern and, and, and care. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what else would you add to that for Bev? Well, when I talk, when you talk about a great question, Barb. Uh, and sorry, what was her name? Uh, it's Bev Ketty. Hi, Bev Ketty. How are you? Uh, it's a great question. Um I think when you talk about heavy issues, you have to decide, are you coming at it from the journalist aspect? Are you coming at it from an opinion aspect? And once you decide those two things, because I tell people all the time, you know, don't just talk about a heavy issue to talk about it. Talk about it because you have a perspective on it. And I think the way you deliver the perspective is where the tastefulness and respectfulness comes in. But I don't want to be dishonest and say that, when you talk about heavy issues, you cannot please everybody. So if you step into the ring, you're gonna you might get a little bit of negative feedback. Here's the upside to it: you gotta step in the ring. You have to get some negative feedback on it. I think if somebody comes out and says something that's tone deaf, you know, let's say we're talking about Black Lives Matter stuff, and you're not black, and you're talking about, hey, I totally feel your pain. Watch it. You don't feel the pain. I'm sorry. No. If you're having the surgery, Barb. I can't feel physically feel the pain of your surgery if this is, makes sense, right? That's right. Um, so Bev the, just answered you. Bev, mm. Bev's coming in as a journalist. Yeah. And uh, Bev's a male. It's Beverly David Ketty. Hey, Beverly David Ketty. Yeah. So she's coming as a journalist. He, it's, um, it's a guy. It's a man. Oh, it's a guy. Bev oh, sorry. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So what he could do is uh, if he's coming out a journalist, the one thing I do, because when you do have a podcast, Think about it as a media company. So the first thing I'll do, like when George Floyd happened, I went into Twitter, I typed in the hashtag George Floyd, and then I went to Google and I looked at NBC, CNN. I looked at how they wrote their headlines. So instead of me saying, I think this is terrible about George Floyd, I wrote a title that says George Floyd, you know, has created a ton of conversation around the world because that's more journalistic. And then Mm -hmm. I give some 
backing up points. And the points sometimes are not opinions. They're based on facts. So the facts are, these were the cops. This is the city it happened in. So what I can say to you is if you come at it from a journalist, come up with a good headline and there's something called headliner, Google headliner. It'll actually take the headline you write and rewrite it for you in a way that's clickable. Great, right? Right? Wow. Okay. Write that down. Yeah. Head, head, head. Just go headline, headline, headline writing, uh, headline writing engine, and it'll yeah. come up. Something you'll have a ton of tools. Come up with the headline, and then literally go with the facts that it's publicly known. Because if you're not CNN or NBC, I'm assuming you do not have all these fact checkers on staff and journalists on the ground. So be cautious on that. But once you come up with the facts, now you're having a straight conversation. And I think it's very tasteful. And I do think it's great when people do interject their personal uh, somewhat kind of feelings, because there's a difference between a feeling and an opinion. So if you say to me, hey, Ryan, I feel your pain. That's an opinion, but you don't feel it. But if your feeling towards me would say, Ryan, I'm seeing what's happening and I don't like it. You're now telling me this makes me feel something. I'm not saying I feel your pain, but I'm saying based on what I'm seeing right now, I don't like it. You're not going to upset me with that because you know what you're doing. Don't talk to me like a victim. Talk to me like you're empathizing with me, not sympathizing. You can't sympathize with something you don't know about. Sorry, you can't. But you can empathize based on, hey, man, you're a human. I'm a human. I don't like what's happening right now. So I hope that answers this question. You're absolutely right. I hope so too, Bev. I think that's really clear because we as citizens for one another can't step back. We have to engage together and lift each other, right? Because I believe always the stronger you are, the stronger I become. It's in my best interest to strengthen you and lift you. And you do the same for me. And we become a community, right? I have another question for you from Bruno Baran. How would you do a podcast on trauma-informed yoga? For first responders, classroom teaching is not a problem, but how to transition that to podcasting. And Bruno uh, is a good friend of mine who actually was the impetus for me to start this podcast because he said, Barb, how do you do a podcast? And I said, (laughs) Bruno! I'm going to get Ryan for you. Oh, and Bev wanted to say thank you. Uh, You're very welcome, Bev. Yeah, very so welcome. Bruno's question, back to Bruno. How would you do a podcast on trauma-informed yoga for first responders? Trauma? Now, by trauma-informed yoga for first responders, does Bruno mean first responders are using yoga to help with, like, PTSD and the trauma? Like, I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Yeah. Bruno, is that what you mean? Uh, you can just respond. That's what I'm taking it to, to mean. Uh, uh, because I know that uh, Bruno and his wife. And, and while he's and while he's responding, let, let's let's give some context, because first of all, I love that topic. So that to me would be a micro niche topic that okay. is uh, in high demand, because the one thing about having a niche, if that's the route you do go, the niche is serving a very specific audience that actually is underserved, which would actually put you in a a place to grow quicker. Okay, so that's a great topic. Uh, Brona has responded. Yes, it's for PTSD. And also Rob Dolson is loving the show. A great soldier who uh, who has given amazing talks on PTSD. So you're getting to some really beautiful human beings here, Ryan. Thank Uh, you for your service, my man. Thank you. Um, okay, so based on Bruno's question, the the way I would do it is, first of all, great topic. So that's half the battle. So I, I would do things like 
if I'm starting the podcast, assuming it's up and running, you got your gear, you're on iTunes, it's listed. Now you're about to press your first episode. I would just love to have local. You could have current firefighters, police officers, you know, military on the show. You could have retired, you know, firefighters, police officers on the show. And I think what would be really cool, I've actually had, I've had a lawyer, a judge and a police officer and a convicted criminal all on my show. And I love the context of it because I, I wanted to shed light to people of, First of all, don't look at a convicted criminal as this dirtbag who's terrible in life. There's two sides, three sides to every story. I'm not saying that the person, what they did was not bad and they shouldn't pay a price for it. But I'm also saying I do believe in redemption and second chances because some Mm -hmm. people do come out and there is reform. Then we take a criminal defense lawyer and I hope Bruno's listening because I'm just trying to give context. Then we take the criminal defense lawyer who defended the criminal. We get her perspective. And then we get the judge that's setting, sitting there in the middle, hearing the prosecution side and the defense's side and understanding that they don't put their emotions, feelings into it because they have to basically hand judgment based on the law and what's written. Uh, and then you move it over to uh, survivors, family of victims, um, family of the person who committed the crime. And then the first responders that had to show up and quote unquote, de-escalate or clean up the mess or prevent the mess from getting worse for lack of better words um and if bruno's starting a podcast like that i would advise bruno to think about if it's episode one and it's hey rick or hey sarah how do you deal with showing up to a car accident and somebody's passed away and i think that you have to be careful the questions you ask first responders and, you know, make sure it's like an off camera. Like, how comfortable are you with this question? Because a lot of first responders, I have friends and some of them are, you know, extremely open in talking about it. And other people where I feel like maybe I've overstepped and I've asked them a question. They're kind of like looked at me and I'm like, OK, uh, that's enough of that. Like, let's go to the next. Like, so how's the Oilers game or how's the Toronto Maple Leafs? Because right, right, right. I could just see that it's just a thing for them. They're like, I don't talk about those kind of things. It's not my business to say if you should talk about it or you shouldn't. But I think that topic is well is much needed. Um, and I would do interview style questions um, to guess. I think that podcast specifically though i would make it uh like a 50 to 75 percent guest podcast meaning i'm not just gonna sit there and talk about it i'm gonna bring on guests to give you education about it yeah and bruno wants you to also know about his life he lost his son last year uh uh, he was a fireman uh, and worked at the airport, uh, first responder, and he, he passed away. Um, so he wanted you to know that. So oh, you're carrying on that. Benny's memory, Bruno, and you're serving him well and being so, a voice for Benny. He lives on. Very sorry to hear hear that. And this is a great segue because the video I just put out, it was give voice to the voiceless, right? Um, somebody featured me on LinkedIn this morning and they said about... You know, Ryan's family is very important to him and all these things. And one of the reasons I started my podcast was I always thought, could you imagine how cool it would be for let's imagine Bruno's son, Benny, had a podcast. Bruno would be listening to Benny's podcast every single day because Benny's no longer here with us. So I said to myself, when I'm long gone and my kids are still living, wouldn't it be cool to hear your dad or mom chop it up with people? And you're like. 
damn, my dad was the man or whole. Oh, my dad was or my mom was opinionated or, you know, just to sit there. My mom. I wish my mom had a podcast. I would die to hear my mom's voice. Yeah. I would well, die to hear my mom's voice. I feel like we're, we're hearing your mom through you. Yeah. Well, like you absolutely. You know, we have, we have a maritime expression, Ryan. What's, what's in the, the mar- cats and the kitten? <laughs> you know, what's funny. And I, uh, it's just a, a quick side story. My mom, my mom, the two words I would describe my mom was, was hum with three words was humble, uh, over communicator and loving. My mom would literally, we would go home at night, very humble beginnings. Wouldn't matter if we got in the door at six o'clock at night or 2 a.m. in the morning. We would listen to this radio show. It was here locally. It was called Tom Lucas. And we would listen to this radio show for 60 minutes every single night. Um, And my mom would just, we would just talk. And she would actually wake me up if I started falling asleep so that we could keep talking. And all she would tell me is how great I was, the things I was going to do in the world. And it's amazing because fast forward, when CBC did a whole expose on our show and stuff, the reporter lady brought it up and said, you know, Ryan's love for radio started with his mom and the 60 minute conversations in which they would have when he was just a little kid. Right. And, you know, I'm very empathetic to people, you know, uh, Bruno's story about Benny, I I, I wish more people would go out and, and share their story. Um, do not make yourself smaller because somebody else cannot be bigger. Because I, I always say, I'm like, let's say you tell a story, Barb, and two people out of the 10 fire back a message and say, how dare you? I hate you. But let's say six others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's say six other people out of the 10 said, you know what, Barb, today I heard your story and I didn't commit suicide. The six that didn't take their life is is worth the two that sent you a hate message saying, why would you talk about that? People don't get that, Amen. right? It's, and I always tell people, the one word we need is hope. And I, I, I can't get hope always out of a book or, or watching a show. I need somebody who I know who I can relate to to tell me, hey, Ryan, I've been through that. I'll tell you, I got through it. And I see they're living and they got through it and they're thriving mm-hmm. to me that's inspiration and it's hope and i'm like because to me i'm like there's no person and and and, and i like to tell you this and this is the podcast is that there's no pe- like i laugh at people who worship other people in life you're just as temporary as i am i don't care if you're the president i don't care if you're mm-hmm. prime minister i don't care if you're barb i don't care if you're ryan at the end of the day we're humans so to me i'm like if, if barb can do it so could i that's it. Well, I'll tell you, it was Bruno that asked me how to do a podcast. <laughs> and, I, you, and then you found me, which makes me go, whoa. Ah, that's, see? That's kind of cheeky. It's the universe. How did, you, how did you find me, Ryan? I'm kind of curious because Bruno wrote me and then you wrote me literally within days. And here we are just weeks <sighs> later. And there's I, Bruno going off to do this beautiful show uh, that so many people will be inspired by I knew, I, I, I knew you were gonna ask me that I knew you're gonna ask me that question and yeah. I, I knew the answer a couple weeks ago and then I, I it was something on Instagram and I <laughs> and something came I don't know where it was something that came on my Instagram and then I'll, I think I literally looked at you know the first thing I thought was the glasses it, it was really interesting because I I'm detailed I'm like those are funky glasses and then I clicked on it and then I'm like, oh, I see the speaking stuff. And the first thing I tried to do is I want to see a video of her speaking because I'm like, I want to see that you seem like you're very boisterous. 
And then I went on the digital deep dive, went to Instagram and I see the studio set up. You're standing there. That's how I knew you're at a standing desk. Like I'm very visual, right? Yeah. Your, your, your door is somewhere over there. It's looking That's over right. there. You know, like I, 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 I pick up on those things. So the shoe. There's a shoe. yeah, yeah, the shoe. So I, I, it's funny because people ask me all the time, Hey Ryan, why did you pick that guest or, or how did you get inspired to have that guest or conversation? It, sometimes it's a long story and other times it's two seconds. I seen the person, there was just something. And I'm never wrong when I go on my gut. I'm never wrong when I'm going, when I am true true. to who I am or my gut, I've just never been, the biggest mistakes I've made is when I, when I doubted or second guessed myself, it was a car wreck. It was terrible. But every time I, even, even when I trust my gut, even if it doesn't work out, like, it's like, okay. You were true to yourself though. I I can live with that. You go to sleep at night. You're, you know, your head hits the pillow. Ryan, oh my gosh, we're almost at the end of the hour. Yes. And it felt like seconds. This was so much fun. But you know what? We, we've we done it, but now there's there's the, the how-to after. So you've got some information for people. How yep. can they get that that program you created for sure. everyone? Because you, you said earlier, in case some of you didn't catch it, Ryan was preparing for the show, put together all the equipment, all the things you need. Uh, how do people get that from you, uh, Ryan? Yeah, there's, there's well, there's three ways. You can reach out to me on social media, at Ryan Holtz 1 on any platform, or Ryan Holtz, just search it or Google it. Um, simply go, you know, use the email info at ryanholtz.ca or text 780-218-5899 and say, hi, I'm this and I'd love the, the PDF and give me your email address. And, and that's a wrap on that. Um, I'm also thinking of doing some maybe one-on-one coaching for podcasting. I don't know. Ooh. I I have a program kind of set up where. I, I, you're I'm getting a mar- the thumbs up. People are doing yeah. thumbs up. So I think, I think yeah, you're gonna, I, I, I own a marketing I own a marketing agency and that's you know my bread and butter. My podcast is a part of, of, of our companies, but the I get asked this question so much, and that's what I'm saying. Today this is the first interview I've done where somebody said, You said to me, Hey, you know, how do you do a podcast? And I'm like, I think it's time I gotta talk about how to do a podcast. So I mean you're you definitely got me going and you, you gave me the bump on that. So if people are interested, reach out to me and, and then we'll talk we'll chat. Ryan, I'm gonna also if you want, I can put your email at the bottom of the post of on Facebook as well. Of course. And uh you know what? This has been so much fun. I Yes I'm so grateful you reached out and left a voicemail for me. And yes. uh here I am doing a podcast. And yes. from you, I even put the name up for the first time ever because I was like, Ryan's coming on the show, everybody. Get the thing up on the name. So we're all learning together. And it's just yes. really beautiful. During this strange time, we can all lift one another. And you know what? You have friends that are writing you already from the show. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Ryan, thank you for your time. Have a blessed And hold week. on. Before we end time. off here, everybody can attest to this. You are one hell of a human being. You're. Uh, uh, this is your second show. You, you killed the show. And... I love your, I love the way you were very um, articulate and even, you know, the graphic and all these things. So you are going to do extremely well. Uh, Nancy, does the name Nancy ring a bell? You mentor her, Kevin O'Leary's executive. Oh, oh my gosh. She, yes, she yeah, had, we're, yeah. we're mutual, mutual she, mentors she, to each other. She started liking a couple of my photos on Instagram and then I messaged her and it's so funny because I, I actually want to get Kevin O'Leary on my show. So I don't yeah, know, yes, I don't, no, no, I don't, I don't know Nancy, but I oh, messaged well, him a do. few weeks. I mess no, but I messaged him a few weeks ago on LinkedIn and I never heard back. And then all of a sudden oh. I'm reading Nancy's bio, but her and I started talking and she went crazy about you. But she, I don't know her, but she seems like a fantastic human. 
So he this is weird. Up with Kevin O'Leary, even though he didn't give me a deal on Dragon's Den, no. Hurt <laughs> uh, he missed the boat. And yes. I now, met Nancy as one of my best friends, so I won. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but no, no, you know, it, it's funny because it doesn't matter if someone doesn't invest in you. The good fun is this is a journey, and you know what? I got to thank Kevin O'Leary. This is cute for you. After I won on Dragon's Den and became the first woman from Atlantic Canada to get a deal, everyone thought we were going to duke it out. I opened for Kevin O'Leary at a talk. I thanked him. You oh. have to thank the people that challenge you and, and don't believe in what you're doing, and then it makes you go, well, maybe I should really prove myself and you work harder for those who don't believe in you i can honestly say this pleasure though, of telling him but but barb kevin o'leary might have been your shining uh you know knight in armor so to speak because i can say yes. this the no's mean so much more than the yeses most times yes, and, yes. As a, and and assuming somebody that you you reach out to or you pitch to assuming they're not rude and you know malice but if they say no i tell people don't take it personal. It's business. They, you know, and and six years later, they might be your number one client or investor. You never well, know. Look, Nancy, one of my closest friends, uh, works with Kevin, and I got to actually tell him we were in, you know, at the time, a hundred stores, and he actually said to me, "I missed the boat," and I said, "Yes, you did," and that was kind of fun, kind of vindicating. Yeah. But I think we can be cheeky with each other. I think yeah. in life, if we don't take ourselves too seriously, and like you said, get rid of your ego. Be very okay with dancing with one another and being okay with someone saying no and coming back years later and being like, hey, you inspired me and you weren't wrong. Maybe I had some more work to do and look what I've done. And then I think we respect each other more, don't we? And it's almost like guys in a sports field, right? You guys are taking each other on in the team and you're all, Ugh. and then two seconds later, you're like, I'll buy the beer. Okay, I got the pizza. That's called, you know, being a good team player. And you know, when we're in the, the, the sport of it all, whether it's business or or competition, that's great. Go hard. But Got then, it. <laughs> out of it, out of it, all good friends. Right? <laughs> Listen here, Celine Dion doesn't have anything on you, okay? I seen your post the other day, okay? <gasps> my doppelganger. I, I, I do my homework. I do my homework. <laughs> so, Listen, Celine, Celine listen. Celine Dion might have sang a couple good songs. A couple, okay? And I told, just like I said to Ella DeGeneres on the Ryan Holtz show, I said, listen, you're going to have to work to get on my show. So, Celine, now that I got Barb, Celine, you're, 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 you're going to the bottom of the list, Celine Dion. <laughs> I, I sing a little more like Pearl Bailey, a little Dinah Washington, more of a bluesy, jazzy kind of thing. But, uh, oh, Ryan, uh, I could just talk to you all day. Absolutely. We will talk uh, more. You've, you've really made so many people's lives. I think you're going to get a lot of contact from people and you are going to ignite so many people to change the world for others. And uh, I feel really, really good to be a part of that. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm very humbled. And, uh, you know, welcome to the Team Holtz family, my friend. Yay. Have a beautiful <laughs> weekend with your beautiful you, family. You too. Let me know when everything's ready to rock. We will. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Have a great weekend, everyone. You too.